Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on select Fridays in May, each film touches upon artist Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, kicking off with Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo del Toro on May 10th at nortonsimon.org. Studios. As a woman in the queer community, we often feel like we are like an afterthought. We're keeping it real today, y'all, and we're talking monkeypox. From Elias Studios, this is How to LA. I'm Brian De Los Santos. There's been so many updates to what's been going on with monkeypox. I know, like for my friends and I, we've had to be on active mode, trying to decipher vaccinations, transmission, where we should hang out, and places where we shouldn't hang out. That's why, today, we help you navigate what to do if you live in L.A. There are 1,900 cases in L.A. County, and just this week, the Public Health Department confirmed the first local death caused by the virus. That's pretty scary, but I should stress, so far in this outbreak, Deaths have been very, very rare, and transmission rates have actually been falling. Still, if you get sick, monkeypox can be super painful and leave permanent scars. To be clear, anyone can catch this disease, but the queer community has been especially impacted. So last month, I checked in with two of my friends, Eric Pham. Hi, Brian. And Janae Tate. Hi. They're both part of the queer community, so I wanted to see how they're feeling with this viral threat still out there. Quick note before I go on. The following conversation contains some graphic descriptions. Okay, when we last spoke to Eric, he had just gotten his second shot. I just got my second dose today, this morning actually. But it was different. They did it on my forearm for the second shot. It, it kind of was similar to um, a TB shot. So it was like right underneath the skin and it looked like a little bump. We'll see if it <laughs> gets sore like the first one did. But Janae, a queer woman, wasn't eligible mainly because I have ovaries Um, and we are considered low risk. I am concerned. Like I said earlier, the public health response on this virus has been changing pretty fast. And since we last talked, L.A. County has made sex workers and people with HIV eligible too. Janae says she doesn't qualify and feels like women have been excluded. But she says she gets it because 97% of cases have been among men. For now, though, Janae's looking into getting the monkeypox vaccine elsewhere. There's still a lot of disinformation going around, so we're going to give you the 411. We've pulled in Elias senior health reporter, Jackie Fortier. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to help. So monkeypox primarily spreads through direct contact with lesions or respiratory secretions, um, meaning breathing during like sustained close contact with someone who is sick. So it's not as infectious as COVID, but you can get monkeypox by like talking closely or like cuddling, kissing, hugging someone. More than 90% of monkeypox cases in the U.S. are associated with recent uh, male-to-male sexual contact. That's according to a CDC study. Scientists are still researching 
if the virus can spread when someone has no symptoms. So there really is a lot we don't know about spread. As we talk about who has the most cases of monkeypox, you know, we I want to talk to Janae and to Eric about how do you how does it make you feel? Because there's just such a big focus on our community in this outbreak. As a woman in the queer community, we often feel like we are like an afterthought when they think of queer folks. It's always like the men. And as women, we're kind of used to it. Like we're always like a second thought. And as queer women, you're like the third, fourth, fifth thought. As someone who hangs out in queer like spaces, I'm not like more cognizant of the monkeypox when I'm in queer spaces versus not queer spaces. At this point, I'm just living my life and looking for bumps on other. That's real, Janae. Like what you said about, you know, being a woman in this space and then being a queer woman in this space is also another layer. Eric, have you done anything differently since you know the monkeypox is going around? I don't know. Are you staying away from certain events? Are you like saying no to some invites? Girl, tell me and see what's going on. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I have I've I've definitely been more selective about what I'm doing when I go out. Um there was a time when all the uh lockdown <laughs> lockdown stuff lifted and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna go wild out for a bit and that has definitely changed. I'm definitely um being more selective about where I go and how I how I spend my nights out. Jenna, how about you? Like have you done anything differently? I mean the other day we were at like a red line, I felt like it got crowded and you're like can we move away from the crowd real quick? Because you're like, I don't know who who might have monkeypox. Or, I mean, let's be real, it's COVID still is out there. Yeah, it's kind of like I still want my six feet. <laughs> I'm still going out, just don't touch me. <laughs> is there any, like, tips that you heard, Jackie, that you can give, like, Janae and Eric? would be like, you know, this is, this is what the doctor is saying right now to avoid or to do. I guess, like, how worried should you be about monkeypox? It, honestly, it kind of depends on who you are. And what you do, I mean, you know, maybe limiting your number of sexual partners. Um, but, you know, public health overall has kind of shied away from giving any specific sex advice. And I think it's because they don't want to stigmatize it. And we know that more men who have sex with men are testing positive with monkeypox. And many of them have multiple partners. So if that's you, I mean, you should be concerned. You should definitely look into getting vaccinated. It's free. I mean, the, the number of women and children who have tested positive for monkeypox is small, but it's getting bigger. And I highly doubt that this outbreak will stay within the queer community forever. When this outbreak first took off in L.A., monkeypox vaccines were scarce because only one company actually makes them. So last month, the federal government said healthcare providers could use smaller amounts of the vaccine to make supplies last longer. Some people, me included, got a full first dose, and for a second dose, we'll get a fifth of that amount. That's what happened to Eric, too. It was quick and painless and the physician was mentioning that it was a fifth of the dose that I had um, previously and um, for this clinic I was lucky enough to have an appointment. I got the first shot and they automatically scheduled my follow-up vaccination a month later. Yeah I didn't get a a follow-up appointment right away. I think um, I'm supposed to just go and say that hey I'm I'm due for my second appointment. Yeah if you got your first dose through uh, an L.A. County Department of Public Health site, you should be getting a text 
saying that you're eligible when 28 days have passed because it is a two-dose vaccine and you're not considered vaccinated until two weeks after your second dose. Well, yeah, that that last point that you had just uh, brought up, it's not considered fully effective until you've had both. Yeah, correct. So I was misinformed then. It, well, it's it's the amount of time. So when we're talking about it, it it's to get your immune system primed. Um, and that's why it's two doses. Your immune system isn't immediately like, yeah, I'm ready to fight, you know, the monkeypox virus if it, if it comes in contact with it, you know, the day after you get the first dose. I would like to point out, though, that, you know, federal officials are adamant that this smaller dose of the vaccine should not be considered like a partial dose because um, it's able to produce a similar level of immunological response as the original method of administering the vaccine. But the evidence for that is pretty scant. There was only one study. Okay. So they're just running with it. Yeah, they're just running with it because they want to get more people vaccinated because this outbreak has just, I, I mean, it's just exploded in a way. They never thought it was going to get this big. How do we, as just normal people, keep track of this situation? Like, when does it start raising an alarm for people in the health field? I mean... With the outbreak being so new, I think people should be, you know, cognizant of that and, you know, keeping it in mind, definitely, and maybe not having, uh, you know, high risk behaviors, as they like to call it in public health, which, let's be, you know, anonymous sex, like maybe lay off for a little while, especially until you get vaccinated. I mean, we do know quite a bit about who is getting sick. The average age in L.A. County is 35 and again, it's mainly among men who have sex with men. So if you fall into those categories, I would I would definitely just really be, you know, cognizant of that before you, you know, go out and hang out too much with other people. I I, I hate stigmatizing. I don't mean to at all a group. It's just I've talked to people who've had monkeypox. I mean, it can be extremely painful. I think it's great, though, that the number of people that have tried to get vaccinated. I mean, they've just been like banging down the doors of the STI clinics in LA County, people willing to wait in line to get vaccinated, um, which is fantastic. That was Elias senior health reporter, Jackie Fortier, and my friends, Janae Tate and Eric Pham. All of Jackie's reporting can be found at Elias.com. Okay, a few updates. This month, Governor Newsom dedicated $41 million for monkeypox treatment, testing, and vaccinations. If you're looking to get vaccinated, you can check the LA County Department of Public Health website to see if you're eligible. We'll have a link in our newsletter. Go subscribe at elias.com slash howtoLA. Registration is no longer required to get a shot. This is How to LA. I'm Brian De Los Santos. We'll be back here next week and enjoy your weekend. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people.